0: Well, it looks like the dragon has jumped through the the hoops of Saturn, and uh, the monkey, or the the leaper, the leper, has ridden the jaguar, and the tiger has eaten the nubile. <laughs>
1: okay, well, that's not quite how it is. It's uh, actually the dragon will dance through the hoop of Jupiter. The monkey will ride the jaguar, and the tiger will feast on the nubile. Then the order of the universe will be such that the evil will reign for eternity.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess uh, (laughs) evil won in the end, because we watched this
2: movie. Now it's Just another movie night.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. We are Just Another Movie Night and I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And uh, today we are talking trash.
1: Talking trash.
0: Talking trash indeed. Alright, this is our show to, uh, to review, spoil, debate the crap on, and give second chances to movies that the internet has hated, the lowest rated films, the much debated, the often forgotten, all while asking the question, is this the worst movie ever made, and if not, what is? And that's what we're doing today on a little movie called Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD from Troma Films in our long, long month of discovering the toxic avenger series and we're suffering right now guys we're, we're we're this is a this has become this might be the bottom of the barrel for our show so far this entire month we've been hitting rock bottom and here we are once again
1: it's getting progressively worse as we go along so i'm it, scared for the future
0: it, it. <laughs> yeah and the only reason we're doing this movie is because he ties this character ties into the next film
1: i cannot uh, okay
0: yeah i can't fathom it i can't either
1: but i'm thinking maybe it's going to be one of those things where like they have a team up because they both are like kind of crime fighters and they're both you know strange cats so You know, they both have some kind of powers.
0: I think that's what it is going to... I mean, look, we're guessing on the next movie because we don't even care to talk about the movie we're actually talking about today. We're going to be guessing. (laughs) uh, Joe, let me ask you a question.
1: Oh, okay.
0: What year do you think this movie came out?
1: Okay, well...
0: Well, what year do you think it was supposed to come out?
1: um, From the looks of it... In the feel of it, I'm going to say that this movie should have come out around 1987.
0: Yeah, right? Doesn't this feel like it was made in the mid-80s? Yeah. And got released maybe in the late 80s?
1: Yes, the wardrobe was would definitely suggest that it was kind of like 87, 88-ish.
0: That's what I was thinking too. To find out that it was supposed to come out in 1990 is kind of mind-blowing.
1: So it, that's when it came out in 1990?
0: I mean, that's when it's saying it did. What, what I hear, or what I read, anyways, was that nobody wanted to release this film.
1: I wonder why.
0: Yeah, I wonder why. And it sat on a shelf, and the only reason it was released was that uh, Tromeo and Juliet kind of got a cult status for them. Uh, hmm. That was the James Gunn um, uh, film, I think he wrote. And uh, he kind of made a name for trauma again, and so then this film got released because of it. This is so confusing because this movie contains a car crash explosion that is kind of infamous with trauma, because the same shot has been reused in three movies, and it's become a running joke for them that it's such a great uh, explosion and it's such a great car crash. That they just keep reusing it, and so it's become debated where the car crash originated. It's actually this film, but the reason everybody thinks it's from Tromeo and Juliet is because it's also in that film, and that film got released first.
2: Oh, so yeah, okay.
0: It's kind of a confusing thing. This is such of a mess of a of a thing. And and this is what's crazy about it. And I did not believe this, but you had suggested that this might be a possibility while we did Toxic Avenger 2. In part 2, you said something about because in in the movie Toxie goes to Japan.
2: Mhm.
0: And I guess the 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 twist is that they just out of the blue they get attacked by kabuki men.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, first, let let me just let me just do. I had to like figure this out because um, kabuki is a classical form of Japanese theater. Yeah.
0: So, and is it usually I, female or is it? Um, can it be any?
1: I mean, I think it it can be, you know, any sex. Okay. But um, the thing is about seeing them in. The Toxic Avenger, I feel like, but they weren't, like, doing any street performances or anything. They were just bad guys.
0: Yeah, they jumped out and Toxie yells out, oh, Kabuki-Man.
2: Come on, come on, let's get out of here. Hey. Oh, no, it's Kabuki-Man.
0: Yeah. And you said, oh, it's Sergeant Kabuki-Man, right? And I said, like, no, I, no, I don't think it is. And I, had, I didn't realize that this movie came out after that film. And the only reason this film got made is because on the set, um, I guess the producers or people funding the movie said, who's that? And and uh, I guess Lloyd Kaufman, uh, the co-director and writer of these films, basically said, oh, that's another project I'm working on right now. And all those people, and he was joking, and all those people were interested and they actually said, oh, I'd be interested in producing that. So the only reason that this movie got made was because of a, like an off cuff joke on the set of Toxic Avenger 2.
1: I mean, did he have like Japanese investors because this movie had a 1.5 million dollar budget.
0: This one did? Yes. Get the fuck.
1: It <laughs> did. It did. They had to use some special effects, you know. So that's probably where the money went.
0: I guess so. I mean, uh, how crazy is that? Like, the, the, the Toxic Adventure Two had a two million dollar budget. It was two point five. And so someone else went. Here's another million.
1: Yeah, someone funded this one point five mil.
2: It just
0: oh god, it pisses me off. It really <laughs> does because looking at this movie, I mean. There, there are moments where you can see some of the budget there are absolute moments uh especially like prosthetics and f- like special effects there and that car explosion there are a couple and uh, obviously it costs a lot of money to sh- film in locations I guess and this suggests that it's filming in uh, Central Park. It's supposed to be New York. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know.
1: Some of these scenes don't look like New York, but some of the scenes also could be New York, so I don't know.
0: And Trauma is located in New Jersey. Yeah. Right? So And
1: they're right on the border Yeah. They're neighbors.
0: I mean, it is possible, but I yeah. doubt they would be able to get the filming location, but then again, Kaufman, I can't imagine him actually shutting down and, and, or like, getting the rights to film anywhere. Just I would expect him to gorilla film it. You know what I mean? Just get out there and just film on the run from the cops.
1: No, I don't feel like you could do that. You can't, you know, shoot on the fly, you know, in in situations that occur in this movie. Because in this movie, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And you're just like, okay, there's literal people, businessmen, you know, businesswomen walking around out here that probably don't even know. You know, that they're being filmed, but it, well, it was that, I mean, literally in New York City, you could tell. I don't know.
0: I, I mean, I feel like it was just a storefront, but I do feel like the park scenes could have been, but.
1: I don't know. what's the trivia say? Anything? Nothing.
0: Uh, really bad trivia on this film. Uh, I uh, mean, I'm sure if I dug deep enough, if I cared enough, I would find some more <laughs> shit, but I'm not going to pick up the <laughs> boulder and look at the bugs underneath. <laughs> because i just don't give a shit so let look
1: are you angry
0: i'm like i said this month i mean we do this on the show for fun we watch bad movies on purpose but i mean we have really really scratching yeah that itch and we're really asking that question and we're getting results (laughs)
1: so <laughs> well you shouldn't ask the damn question. <laughs> we have
0: to ask the damn question. That's why we do this show in the first place. Look, on this show everybody we 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 discuss a plot of a movie. Um movies that usually we suggest that people probably don't want to see like I said the opening, the movies that people either forgot or think is shit, you know, or or they just kind of discarded. We kind of want to look at those movies and dissect them. So we're going to we're going to talk about the plot and we're going to spoil it up, you know. If we can, (laughs) if we can, because (laughs) I think that we both glazed over during this one. I I think that, you know, and and, and, uh, (laughs) can you agree on this? The opening of this movie made me think, oh, we're back on track.
1: I did think that. Because the opening was
0: insane. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I was like, oh, we're back on track. And then the movie just nosedived.
1: I mean, really quickly too. Really quickly it nosedived. So, yeah, but I will say though, this is another situation where my mouth is hanging open a lot. <laughs> yeah
0: in in both ways, in shock and in disgust. Yeah, yeah, just like or a boredom
1: or or shocking disgust.
0: <laughs> I'll take that. i'll I'll take that. Um, yeah, to get right into the plot, the movie opens in the best way possible. One, uh, one of just complete brutality that only trauma could do. Uh, the movie opens on a real odd, a real odd section where it doesn't even really make sense. There, there is a a woman doing the what we just joked about in the opening.
3: Venerable ancestors, one thousand years ago, the evil one was driven from the face of the globe. As we then foretold, there would come a time when evil, corruption, and perversion would rise again and the evil one would be able to return. That time is now. At the end of Mercury's next journey, the dragon shall dance through the hoop of Jupiter. If at that moment the monkey will ride the jaguar and the tiger will feast on the new bile, the order of the universe will be such that the evil one will reign supreme for eternity. There is only one being who can confront the evil one. The chosen one is on his way to us now.
0: Where a woman is talking to her father who is in full Kabuki makeup. And she's telling him that evil's going to take over by saying all this crap that you said in the beginning. Oh, he was me.
1: the grandfather.
0: Oh, he's the grandfather?
1: Yes, he's the grandfather. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. so where's her parents?
1: They don't establish
3: that. <laughs> grandfather... I grow nervous. The performance has already begun and the Chosen One has not yet arrived.
1: It's her grandfather. She says it a lot.
0: Okay. Okay, so... Uh, as we get all that, we cut to a random act of violence that some... I guess the, the bad guys in this film ha, are taking out the... I don't know who the hell this guy is. I, I don't know what's going on here. I. I, I guess it's like the... The opposing, either the mob or or something. I don't know what they are, but we just open on two little girls as we're getting that whole thing that evil's going to take over. You see two little girls in like kimonos. Yes, they're little two girls, and they're just giggling and laughing. And then we see just a shot of a man in a terrible blonde wig that you buy at like Spirit of Halloween, Spirit, Spirit Halloween. Sorry, I I always say of. um spirit halloween he's just got it on and he is playing with a machete and i i didn't know what was going on i felt like they were watching him because they were giggling but he's like pointing it toward us in the camera and i was thinking oh he's doing silly stuff and they're laughing at him Mm
2: -hmm.
0: no he stabs them to death i i I didn't i couldn't believe it we actually were in shock we're like the movie just started like they this? They
1: cut away so we didn't see anything.
0: You see the blood. He pulls the machete back out. And there's a little bit like off camera.
1: Yeah, and he's laughing. And he's, you know, got a bloody knife and bloody machete or whatever. But can we just talk again about this wig? Here's the thing. they I know that Troma likes to, you know, put their actors in strange getups for no reason whatsoever. But I feel like this actor who is playing this bad guy... Um,
0: yeah, uh, he, he the was character's name. I was going to say the character's name is Re- Remington, but I think it's like Rembrandt or something like that, right? Am I right? I
1: mean, I don't even hear that they call his name out. Right. But it's just like, I feel bad for this actor. Because not only is he probably wearing one of these, you know, party city pieces of shit wigs that itch your whole face when you have them on, but it's clearly a long-haired wig that's in his face so much that it, he's just and he keeps flipping it and he's just, you could tell the actor's bothered by this hair
0: yeah anybody's ever worn one of these they know it gets in your mouth it, <laughs> it is so gross. it's it, it's stringy it is very yeah, obnoxious it's to have just on.
1: like that waxy disgusting hair that you buy at party city it's awful and i just feel bad for this actor and it's the first thing you notice like his hair it's so white like it's not even blonde, it's just the wig is white. It's blonde. It's like so in your face. It's like lie
0: Oh, it was like one of those eighty bands, like the eighties metal bands, oh, like the Yeah, I mean hair, seriously. He he it's looked so like he intense. stepped right
1: out of like, you know, yeah. rat or something. It's like something.
0: Lita Ford stuck it right on his head.
1: You know what? Don't ever insult <laughs> Lita Ford to me. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But um I will say I, I don't I feel bad for that actor from minute one. He has to wear this damn thing through the whole entire movie
0: oh and i guess i should point out what he the actor he looks like we thought we couldn't stop laughing because he looks like pontius from jackass
1: he does okay so if
0: it was bothering us the whole movie and you, can, you finally said oh my god he looks like pontius it was and bothering I
1: was like, me he because does,
0: he does party boy
1: i thought that at first he was the actor that plays, you know garbage day yeah i in wish silent night deadly night but like it's, it, and then it, and then I was looking at him. I was like, "Holy shit, that's Pontius! It looks like Pontius! It's crazy." Of course, it's not him, but it was. He just had that look. But um, I don't know if he ever made another movie. Of this guy, but he was. Just I couldn't terrible. find
0: anything out. Um, some of the actors have been in things on sets, but not really anything big.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he was
0: look, terrible. Look, he he. We didn't know that he killed the two children until he goes into the next room, which is um a couple having sex and we didn't know what was happening until the guy gets up from the having sex and the guy with the machete runs in and stabs him and we're like oh i think he did kill the children Mm -hmm. and then he and then the guy's dying and as this man's dying from the stab wound he picks up his naked girlfriend or wife or whoever this is and he starts lifting her up, and now I was laughing because I, I was like, is he going to throw her out the window? And then I saw the, it's virtually a poster of New York. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not supposed to be a window, is it? And yes, it is. Because he chucks her out the window. And I started, we started laughing instantly. We're like, what? The f- The movie's starting this amazing? Yes. It's, this is like, feels like original toxic.
1: It it does, it and does like while well, all this is going on upstairs in this high rise, there's two like you know douchebag, you know what do you call them? Yeah,
0: two Wall Street guys. Wall are Street
1: talking. guys, and they're they're literally sitting in front of a, a like a convertible, and there's like no,
0: he's. It's it's a Mercedes. It's a Mercedes he, he convertible. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he says it's a Mercedes convertible.
0: How do he say it though? Do you remember? I, I don't, don't remember. Know.
3: And this, my friend, is a Mercedes convertible, and it's all mine.
0: <laughs> but, but, he says but, it's but, funny. like
1: funny. They're doing coke on like on the car, and
0: they're talking about inside tra- insider training, and they're doing coke on the car in the background. Can we talk about the background actors in the scene? Yes. There there is a. A man with dwarfism walking Scooby-Doo. Did you see that? (laughs) Yes. The dog is giant. Okay. And he just hands it to the bellhop. (laughs) And the guy just leaves the dog with him. I couldn't stop staring at the background.
1: See, the funny thing about this is, is I think that Lloyd Kaufman, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm finding this out after watching all these movies. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman loves to put stuff in the background to divert your attention from the crap that's going on in the foreground. I agree. Because it's so nonsensical. So that he wants to go one notch above and put more nonsensical shit in the background to divert you. And it works because- i i just i notice everything that's going on back there
0: the best thing to say about this film and a lot of these films we've been watching this month is the best way to describe any of these movies is visual noise yes that's what it is it's visual noise on the screen it is distracting Mm -hmm. it's chaotic and it's out of control and it is very odd and off-putting sometimes and and that's The movie in a nutshell and that's that shot like we were just talking about it gets funnier as we go on we'll talk about it a little more yeah Well, this
1: woman's okay so she gets thrown out of the window but the best thing is you would you would imagine that she's going to fall on this you know crazy expensive car that this guy is bragging about no no she doesn't fall her body doesn't fall on the car her body literally comes off the left screen and yeah. just jumps okay. at
0: All right, so the, the building is behind these two characters, and <laughs> he comes supermanning from another building angle altogether. She comes from the left. It is... Okay, we're all already, already laughing. We're like, what?
1: She doesn't fall on top of them. She comes from the left and just goes, Rawr.
0: Right on the sky, but backwards because... She lands ass in his face. Oh my God. It was
1: amazing. It was amazing. I'm
0: not going to lie. I laughed for this entire sequence. I was like, I am so happy we're back on track.
1: There's no way to not laugh at the sequence. I was like, okay. But we don't know what happened. Like, why did these people go and kill that family? I feel
0: like things are said in some scenes here, but we were kind of like, again, focused on dumb shit. And, and just picking out the dumb shit. Like, so the plot, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm just going to say that I'm thinking that this one guy, Rembrandt, I believe. Uh, let's, let's call him Lionheart. I don't know. He's got that big blonde hair. Let's just call him that. Um, Lionheart, he just, I think he went on his own and took out this other family. And then he was planning to take out all of the family. I'm not really sure. Because when that man that he stabbed in the back before he chucked out his wife, I guess out the window, he prays to a a picture of like a the the kabuki man that is preparing with his you said granddaughter?
3: Yeah. My grandfather
0: That's crazy. Okay. Yes, yeah, she's prays to her. He he mutters something to him like Uh, Get revenge into to a black and white picture of him on the on the on the bedside. Yeah,
1: I recall that, but I'm like, okay, wait, was this guy at one point the Kabuki man, or no? I I don't. I don't understand what the reasoning is of you know Lionheart going in there and destroying this whole family. Like they never even bring that up.
0: It's weird. We find out later on at the end of this movie that the Bagas have an entire plan that ties into the Kabuki beliefs i i don't really understand this because th- this daughter this granddaughter it, i can't her name is lotus they're really yeah okay yeah, she's the they're, granddaughter
1: how did it feel watching your grandfather being mowed down by machine guns
0: <laughs> there's nothing that says asian sensitivity like trauma you oh, know God. um yeah the character's name is lotus and this actor playing the 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 grandfather as you're saying, he, the actor playing him, he's just muttering. I don't know if any of it's logical. I don't know if it's actually any real things that he's saying or just mud, like you know, just garbage. I don't really know. Oh, <laughs> editor. <laughs> Editor's note: Here is a translation of this. To this,
3: I want to feel the state of mind of cherry blossom viewing. Bodhisattva Shing 12 Hanya Wave Honey Entry Securities Industry Cloud C. Cavity. Absolutely Empty. Actor. Carver.
0: Which is as far as I can get Google Translate to discover. But he uh, is going through an entire ritual that has to do with the oncoming event where the dragon's going to jump through some hula hoops and all this crap. And <laughs> Get it he, right, man. He eats a mouthful of worms, and we have to get a close-up. And uh, again... We, we jump to our lead character, who is connecting at the same time as this, mm-hmm. and we get my favorite piece of shit thing in movies, bad narration. Yes. And uh, uh, these movies have a problem with that, because the Toxic Avenger 2 and 3 so far mm-hmm. have had awful narration. And this movie has another bad one. We're following a bumbling cop. That looks like a reject of the guy that was the love interest in uh, just one of the guys. And a reject of Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, my God. It's
0: like the two of them had a baby.
1: Okay. How dare you speak that way about Clayton Rohnert?
0: Clayton Rohnert and Jim Carrey had a child. And this (sighs) is the guy. And they just threw him in this file. He... He... I I don't know what the hell. I I guess we're supposed to think he's funny. I I can't tell. He doesn't really have charisma. He
1: doesn't really.
0: He's bumbling. He's supposed to be a detective, which Joe pointed out to me. He is not a sergeant. Yeah. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, it's in the damn title. And I was like, Shit, you're absolutely right. He's a detective. Why isn't this called Detective Kabuki Man?
1: I mean, they could have. I mean, he could be a detective sergeant. That is something. However, um, they they no. don't ever reference that and to they him.
0: Almost reference that he's a terrible cop that the beat cops make fun of.
1: Yeah, like I'm literally the the cliche donut eating fatties that are the cops in yeah. all these movies. They it, it seems like. They're, uh, they're the ones that are picking on him, but he's the detective and they're just beat cops. It's, it's very shocking. I I don't understand that. They're
0: picking on him because that's how low he is. That's why when you said he's not a sergeant, I was laughing. I'm like, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. No. He's mocked by his peers. It, and on the wiki page, it does say that he's Sergeant Detective Harry Griswold, but they don't ever reference that in the movie. I, I,
0: unless that's in the opening narration here, and we were just like. Well, no. I think I was distracted by the fact that he said, My name is Harry Griswold. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I'm already in for something here. <laughs> Griswold is the name Sergeant Harry Griswold, NYPD. Yeah, Harry Griswold, who the writer named after his high school janitor. Yeah, I mean, that tells you how much he cared about this plot.
1: I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, he just keeps recycling the same crap over and over again. Um, I, well, I mean, so so the next, I guess the Harry, next scene is he, he attends a, an amateur kabuki play. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to say. Harry Griswold's given this narration where he says he's he he keeps mentioning this one girl and how he's he's supposed to go on a date with her, and he keeps messing up. And then instead, he's going to this Kumbugi theater performance. Yeah. And he goes there. And that's the same thing where the daughter is, the granddaughter is talking to her grandfather. And he's doing this entire ritual where he's eating worms. It is nasty. This actor really has worms in his mouth.
1: Why it does he have gross. to do that? And they never state why that he has to eat worms. No, it
0: has something to do with the ritual because it ha- connects to the next moment. But. He, she, she, the granddaughter says the, the hero's coming to beat the, the oncoming evil. And if you can't find the champion, you should make me the champion.
1: Right. But yeah, she's the like next in line. So she would be like the heir. So she would be like Miss Kabuki man, Miss Kabuki woman.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I like Kabuki <laughs> man. Miss Ka- Kabuki man. Miss Kabuki man. It's <laughs> so like uh Dr. Venture. I mean, uh. The monarch from The Venture <laughs> Brothers, uh, wife,
1: Doctor. What is it, Mrs. Doctor Girlfriend, Mrs. Doctor, the monarch,
0: yeah, Mrs. Doctor, the monarch,
1: or something.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my um, god!
1: So she could be that, you know, that person, but no, that's not what happens. Of course not,
0: because how dare a woman be the I know the badass?
1: She's so pretty. That she girl. is. She
0: she might be the best actor in this in the last three movies we've watched. Might be the best actor in all of them. I mean, and she I is. feel really bad for her. Yeah,
1: I do too. I really um, do too. So during this, um, during this amateur kabuki play, um, Harry witnessed like so thugs. I guess it are, turns
0: out some of the actors on stage are actually
1: they're, they're the thugs. Rembrandt
0: or Lionheart it is actually Lionheart and his gang of thugs, and. This is one of the craziest sequences. Uh, our our main guy Harry, he's eating a bag of really loud popcorn or like nuts or something, and the audience had a kabuki. They look like half fries. And yeah, <laughs> and that that's when uh, the people on stage just randomly start shooting the actors on stage, and this makes the crowd laugh.
1: Okay, so this is mind-boggling. First of all, this play. It, I don't know what is supposed to be happening in it, but the entire audience, like, did he, like, did Lloyd Kaufman use, like, f- some kind of, like, stock footage or some kind of stock video from, like, a previous Broadway play where, like, someone watched Death of a Salesman or something? Because all of these people in this theater are about 118 years old. Do you notice that?
0: I, I the wouldn't theater, say that. The old.
1: theater patient, the patrons are, like, they're all. Old well, as dirt.
0: Well, they're supposed to be people that would go to a an opera, right? I mean, they're, that's... They're,
1: but there's not one young person except for Harry in the entire Well, yeah, that audience. makes sense. And I'm like, what are these people doing? And so the thugs, which no one's even asking the question here. You're not asking the question. How did the thugs get cast in this play?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It... it <laughs>
1: Did <laughs> they kill the original actors? Yeah, what happened? Because
0: we find out that the other actors are actually part of it in next like, scene. I, I I don't know. How do they know
2: their lines? Yeah, I... oh,
0: <laughs> Editors note: The man who is killed in the beginning with along with his family and his wife is chucked out the window by Lionheart is the actor in the play that Lionheart now goes to replace. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't seem to be any lines. <laughs> the, the one of the kabuki actors is is dressed in mets a
1: hat and a cigar, hat. and, yes. and I, they're playing poker.
0: They're playing on stage. poker, and and everybody's just really into it. And then all of a sudden, the one, one pops. One actually pops up from under the stage with a machine gun in a in oh a tuxedo, and just unloads. And people just love it. They're losing their shit, laughing, mm-hmm. right? And no one even notices that this is real. They think this is a part of the show. I guess. But even if it was a part of the show, where like what like, would it be what the in funny the plot
1: part? Would cause yeah. this to be funny? What like, would? It,
0: yeah, I mean the guy, the grandfather, who just did the entire ritual backstage, he's getting riddled with both, and people just losing their shit. And it do, it takes Harry's, the person that told Harry to stop eating so loud, to get shot in the head to make him realize this is real, and he says, "I'm a I'm a cop." Of course, he, his badge gets shot comically. And everybody starts screaming and panicking and running out. And this makes him go to the stage and fight off the bad guys. And he saves the granddaughter by jumping on top of her sexually and shooting a guy who's about to shotgun her in the crotch. Which I was still like, okay, they're still doing the crazy violence and all that kind of stuff. So maybe this is something going to be more. uh, But... Basically, this scene just deteriorates as she throws him off because he's basically humming her. And actually, if you look at the shot, he does look like he's like grinding a little yeah. bit, which is really strange. She throws him off, but he lands right on the grandfather who makes out with him.
1: Well, it wasn't okay. He needed to pass his power, the Kabuki man. It just looked. (laughs) It just was. It went
0: off for too long. But
1: he quite literally just had worms in his mouth, and that was
0: really gross and he y- passed worms into his he mouth he
1: passed worms in- i think those were real yeah and they looked real it, like, it was real they I were think moving some of them were moving yeah it was gross oh hell no this guy must have been paid the most out of everybody because i there's no way you could pay me that like i you'd have to pay me a lot of money to put that shit in my mouth and That's i don't what I'm think saying. i ever yeah. would
0: never gonna be worth it no. yeah uh this makes him have makeup on
1: Yes, everything transfers over. Yeah. So he wears the kimono. Well,
0: he doesn't yet. I think he slowly gets stuff. But I don't think he get. Does he get a kimono? I yeah. thought he got makeup in his hair. Yes, he does,
1: because he makes that stupid joke. Oh, no. I'm in a dress. Yeah, right. Okay, That's how a, do you not know what a kimono is, yeah. dummy?
0: No one does in this
1: movie. I mean, it's so
0: so stupid. He tries to run after the bad guys, but he, for some odd reason, has a. Like reaction to the powers and just stumbled down the stairs. <laughs> and
1: well, he's a bumbling idiot from from the beginning anyway. Yeah,
0: and by the time he gets back, the cops have already shown up. And instead of like investigating around the building to find the bad guys, they're just like now talking to people on stage. So the cops are talking to two of the actors in the play, and they're complete like they have like accents like they're from New Jersey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, "Hey, there was like seven guys. There was 12 guys." And the other guys like, "Oh, I think there was only five guys." And, we don't want to be involved." You know. It was
1: like a, I don't understand it, that joke. There was so know. much stuff in this movie that didn't land, and that was one of the things. Oh,
0: there's so I, I mean, I would say almost 90% of this I, Yeah, land.
1: 90% of this movie didn't land.
0: Yeah. Uh it's so odd, but while the the the, the, the chief of police is here and Everybody's on stage and then that is when uh Harry comes through the wall dressed in his kimono in his makeup with his gun and says freeze why would he come back in and say freeze when he was chasing the bad guys out the back door yeah it
1: makes no sense it, has,
0: it makes no sense but everybody sees him they're like detective so everybody's like kind of mocking him because he for some reason they keep saying he's in a dress.
1: Uh, I, but you're i don't understand you do realize that you're like in a kabuki play you're you're at a kabuki play that's how they dress like everyone's acting like they don't know where they are yeah it, it's like they weren't given any direction at all
0: it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> all right we, okay now we're going to talk about the main bad guy who I would say is like Terry Kaiser who plays Bernie, who had his hair completely white.
1: Oh my god, I couldn't stop staring at the situation. He had white hair white and his hair. eyebrows were so damn dark. You know who he reminded me of Marty Scorsese. I he can was see little. That. I he was see. so little if, too.
0: If Terry Kaiser was playing Martin Scorsese, yes, that would have been that would have been perfect. Uh, yeah, this guy, he's like the main bad guy and it, he, uh, I guess, some of the cops got some of the bad guys. Yeah, and arrested them. Yeah, they did. And, and we cut to the main bad guys' layer, I guess, or their office, and we kind of meet the bad guys a little bit. And this guy's like some kind of high class person. He was at the the show, but when uh, the bad guy he saw that a uh, lionheart was on stage, he kind of took off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, "Why did you go and do what you did?" We could have done this the easy way. And he said, yeah, it was more fun. I just felt like doing it, like killing everybody on stage. And they bring in Reverend Snipes, right? <laughs> Rev- Reverend Wesley Snipes comes in, I guess. And is
1: his name Wesley Snipes? No, but his name is Reverend
0: Snipes. <laughs> Stop. And I just felt like this movie's so, like, completely insensitive in every way possible that it just i mean when they show the chief of police they play rap music really really lightly in the background it is very strange and off-putting it is it's odd
1: okay i can't also tell you how many yes they movies. use the f word Holy to describe crap. um you know gay people i mean it's Which just, is really
0: weird because yeah. you think that he would be the most open these would be the most Open and like welcoming people, the trauma gang. I mean, instead, they seem very homophobic and very. I don't. I don't really know. It's a very odd thing. Like,
1: I mean, it it, is
0: strange that they go after and they they constantly do that.
1: Yeah, and it's like those kind of people that he hangs out with are always the ones that are so nice and kind and like you know, they're cool. But I mean, he just to use that kind of. I guess. It's just so degrading to hear that, you know? It's, like, offensive to hear him use those kind of words in his movies. It doesn't make any sense. And this is not the first time.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. All the uh, Toxie films, like, constantly. A lot of, uh, like cross-dresser jokes and stuff like that yeah a lot of like that it's 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 weird I and mean, i can see strange. some people being very offended by
1: it i mean yeah if, i, I the mean the whole
0: movies are supposed to be offensive
1: i though. you know i get that but like he's he puts his actors his male actors in dresses all the time and acts like it's normal uh-huh. so it doesn't make any sense to use those offensive words you know and like i said I, they he he just like embraces everybody yeah so well i don't get it
0: this scene with the, the 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 villains like layer or his office building or whatever kind of get like introduces some of the characters and like i said this reverend snipes guy i guess he's the the big like evangelist the big church guy in town and he works for him and he helps him get whatever they want to push in the narrative in the media and stuff like that and he he's like on his side and you think that he's going to kill him because he wants him to do a certain thing for them and instead he like reaches in and gets something else it's a really weird scene but you're kind of introduced to each one of these things now this is one of the again we're paying more attention to his desk and the pictures that are on his desk that's like a running thing we kept paint, like look at this guy's background look at this thing look at this odd thing in here and that's how the scene was a lot of the time. I couldn't care less about what everybody was saying because it was laughing about the bad set direction there's so, or the the de- the decorations the, the sets, set design yeah, set is design.
1: like I mean in any of these any of Lloyd Kaufman's movies, there's always some weird shit that you're always looking at in the background. Yeah. um this happened when there's a storefront that said, "Your pants come off here,
0: yeah take or, your pants take your down pants
1: here. down or something, was and that, it was, was a dry cleaner. A dry cleaner. And uh, it was just funny things like that. It, um, it
0: constantly makes your eyes go to something else does. or you, you yeah. lose complete like attention. Well, um, uh, this scene made me laugh because I thought we were getting introduced to a bad guy we were going to get a lot of. His name is Skipper, I believe.
1: <laughs> You're better than me because I don't remember.
0: <laughs> this guy walks in Skipper and he is acting at 11 and we could we were laughing our asses off. He comes in the room and he's like, why did you leave me down there? at uh, the the police station. You were supposed to get me. Why the hell is this all happening? And what about, it's just going on and on and on.
3: Uncle Reggie, sorry for barging in, but we gotta talk. Excuse me, Reverend, this will only take a second. What is it, Skipper?
0: I thought we had an agreement here. I thought we had a relationship. I was gonna take the rap for that shit at the theater. You were gonna get me off and make me a vice president with a corner office. No jail, no conviction, nothing. Just a couple of mug shots and a statement, and that's it. That was our understanding. But I just spent the past four hours down in the can with some real criminals waiting for your guy to come bail me the hell out. Do you know what it's like to be violated by a 300-pound Filipino skinhead named Gunther? It ain't no picnic! Aw, Skipper,
2: Skipper. Calm down, boy.
0: And we thought he was really funny, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear more of this guy in this movie. But the main bad guy just shoots him in the head. Yeah. And, And... I guess that's supposed to be like a warning or showing you that this guy doesn't care. I think he's like related to him too. And it I guess that's a setup this bad guy. But like I said, it doesn't seem to connect at all. It's just like you got your bad guys, this main rich guy. His he's always got a lackey. They always have a lackey. It's like a woman who seems like a like a crazy unhinged woman that's a, like their love interest it's been in the They're, last
1: couple movies yeah. that we've seen the same the, thing
0: then there's that one main thug that's like a lunatic they all, every one of these films has the same kind of thing it's
1: the same exact formula yeah. every time
0: so uh back at the police station uh, back at the police station now this is probably one of the scenes that we loved the most because again the background was just insane this this is they're mocking police stations and movies and tv shows where there's just tons of criminals being like pushed around the room and so you just have a bunch of people waving their arms and just walking back and forth and just doing insane was, things and they're in virtually just a tiny little it's room a
1: tiny room there's nowhere to go
0: yeah.
1: um they clean off this one tiny little patch of area for our our guy harry to come in and speak to his love interest
0: the foreground yeah the yeah. foreground is just the desk and that's when we're introduced to a female character who is the girl that he keeps mentioning he wanted to go on a date with oh
1: he says it 900 times connie la rosa.
0: yes connie la rosa
2: <laughs> i had no idea what i was getting
0: into what i did know was that i had missed another date with connie la rosa. And Connie Larosa, she is a cop working a desk in a full dress.
1: Okay, she's also uh, okay. Yeah, she's a cop. Do they establish that she's a detective, like a plainclothes detective?
0: Well, they, they said that she was working a case later on. Yeah. That she was trying to make her name for herself. I didn't really understand if I she, think she was. she was trying
1: to make sergeant. Okay. And she, but she's literally just wearing a dress. So, I mean, I guess if you're a detective, you're not a beat cop. So you're not in uniform and you don't have to, you know, do what they do. But it's just strange how she was dressed it was very it was kind of sexy actually she was wearing this like tight top oh it's, and,
0: it's tight yeah
1: yeah like she kind of looks sexy but
0: she they kind of reference like going uh meet me for like a run in uh i wear spandex shorts and he's like "Ooh, i'm gonna go that," you well, know
1: yeah they're supposed to have a date but then she's all like oh you know i'm gonna go for a run after work and he's like no i don't
0: run yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, I wear this outfit."
1: And they're wearing this new spandex shorts, and he's like, "Oh, yeah,
0: coming." <laughs> um, but the chief of police wants to talk to Harry, and he, he wants to yell at him. And again, the chief of police desk—he's got a prom photo on his desk that's giant. It's like one of those eight by 11s It's on the desk.
1: Can I make a? Can I just make a comment about this photo after looking at it for at least three minutes? I can tell you with utmost certainty that that photo probably was taken in about 1985 by yes. the way that they were dressed in the photo I okay agree. and the backdrop there is no way that this man was in high school at this at, in, in 1985 when this photo had to be taken true this guy literally went to high school in the freaking 50s yeah What is going on in this photo? I can only just maybe speculate that was his son or daughter (laughs) in the picture.
0: It could be. What I love, it's facing anybody who comes in the room.
1: Right, it's not facing him, so yeah. he doesn't look at it. It's it's facing outward, and we had to stare at it, and that's why I was staring at it, because I was like, I am one of those people that have to analyze every single thing in the shot.
0: Exactly, so me like, too, I love I it. Can't, I can't almost, help it. Like It's almost better than the movie itself when you, when it's you can you it. It's
1: true, do it's true. And so it's like that Teen Wolf moment where the guy's uh, zipper's open. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Or Back to the Future 3 when the kid's pointing on his penis. Yeah. It's really yeah. odd.
1: Like, it, it, the poor kid had to go to the bathroom. Um,
0: we don't know. We're speculating. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Um, but yeah, so it was just... I had to... I always analyze everything in the background. And this office was so over-the-top ridiculous it it was like they just went to a thrift store and just threw a bunch of shit in in the room
0: yeah oh it's it's just the comical office but like i said they're playing a low level of rap or whatever on it with a little it it, i again bring back a past episode with toe jam and earl music from the sega genesis game that's what it sounded like in the background i was like Guys, come on, man. I know you're trying to go for offensive as a joke, but Jesus Christ, like back off a little bit.
1: I got to say, though, I will say one thing about this film is that I thought that, you know, because they've been offensive, you know, towards different nationalities and and different groups of people before. I thought for sure that um, without knowing anything about this movie, I thought they were going to have an American man do um, a comical like japanese
0: i did too accent. I'm very glad they did and this.
1: oh my god i was like thank god yeah thank i god. thought it
0: was gonna go like christopher lee doing a, a fu manchu oh or yeah something.
1: i was like thank god you didn't do that because they were offensive enough with all the gay jokes and stuff but like i i um i feel like that was something that uh, it spared me it actually made me sit through the movie because i was like if they do this i don't know if i'll make it through <laughs> And I barely made it through, you know, as it True. is. But.
0: Uh, he's basically in trouble. They're like, hey, you can't wear dresses and, and you can't do all this stuff like that you're doing. And he's like, well, I think we were on months. i like, I saw these bad guys and I, I know that there was more bad guys than the one that you arrested. And I know that he's like, I know there was other people in charge. I saw this guy. And he's basically like, we had the guy. You, can, you don't have to worry about it. that case is closed so the murder of this man and by the way the 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 news reporters really love in, um asking the uh the the daughter to stop what is it the granddaughter, granddaughter while she's mourning the dead body of her grandfather they're sticking the mic in there so uh while you're watching the blood go down his uh his mouth how did you feel during that moment when you saw the, when, the, when the bullets entered his body how did you feel
1: Trying time for you. But what did you think when you saw rivulets of blood flowing down his beautiful kabuki costume? <laughs> Like, what's even more comical about that is, like, I know that this is, like, reaching, because this is a stupid, this is a really stupid movie. But this is reaching, but, like, honestly, this is an active crime scene. Yes, oh,
0: and the cops are, uh, the, the news reporters are <laughs> right in her face. The
1: news reporters, like, walking all over the stage, over the bodies. and
0: I know it's a joke, but...
1: <laughs> stupid i'm like oh god it's so stupid
0: it's like the joke doesn't even <laughs> land because you're kind of like in shock after just watching people were riddled by bullets yeah it's just like what okay now it's supposed to be funny i i don't know how i'm supposed to feel ever well i guess the chief of police is telling him that the case is closed and to move on and he it's not setting well with him but at the same time his shoes start melting and okay. it, it turns out that he slowly, like the Incredible Hulk, or in our uh, past episode of uh, Super Inframan, um, <laughs> where he is actually Kabuki Man, this this person, this superhero, is inside of him and he can just come out. So it's not like his skin is changing or he's turning into the werewolf. He is turning into a, a- Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... He's turning into a Kabuki warrior, or I don't even know how to explain it. I
1: mean, they do it so... In, in like, a ridiculous way, because he only halfway turns into Kabuki Man. Like, he, he... His shoes melt off and become sandals. Sandals. And then his pants are gone, and he has, like, just the bottom half of a kimono on. So, it's like a floral kimono on... And then he has, like, a suit jacket on and, like, his regular clothes on the top. Yeah. So when he stands up and goes outside of the um, the police chief's office, everyone is stopped. Now, we're we're talking about, like, at least 40, 50 people in this shot.
0: Yeah, they had everybody all turned and looking at him.
1: Stopped. Like, comically stopped and staring at him. And they're all like bent down, like they're staring at his. It's almost penis. like
0: a looking through the door hole. Like yeah, the, the, like a peephole. peephole. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's so weird. I was like, okay. The, uh,
0: I, I, but this is I, not, got nothing. This movie, I didn't actually understand what happened here. I had to ask you to explain yeah. it to me uh, because the next shot was of a woman standing in a doorway with the sh- like completely in shadow, but with some like smoke coming through the door. Like she was sexy. So I thought all these people were looking at her
1: yeah no so they were staring at him but he was told by the chief of police that you know the granddaughter is in the interrogation room waiting to see him
2: oh i didn't even okay. yes
1: and that so then he when he steps out there he's like got half a you know kabuki man outfit on and they're like staring at him so when he goes into the interrogation room to see the granddaughter she's standing it's like one of those richard marx videos from 1983 yeah, exactly where like you know the Like, the girls just standing and the lights just hitting her face. It was too sexy to be in this movie or in this scene at all.
0: But you can understand my confusion since the scene cut from him coming out of the the room with his Mm -hmm. chief of police and having everybody staring into the camera. And the next shot is a woman standing in a doorway... And and here's what's odd well, about it. Well, that's just
1: bad directing. He put it. At, he put the camera at crotch level, so it looked like all those people were staring at his penis.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: It's what they were all bent. They were, like, all bent over. <laughs> oh,
0: I see. Uh, but still, how did he get past her in the doorway? No, because she, wasn't she already waiting in that room? She
1: was in the room. She was in the interrogation room. But she room.
0: wasn't. She was in the doorway, and he was sitting. I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, because I said, (laughs) you said this is supposed to be an interrogation room. And I said, is that what's
1: happening? Yes, because you turned on the freaking light. She was standing there in the dark. Like, what is going on here? She was standing in
0: the doorway.
1: It was in the window. She was staring, standing in the window, what
0: and do you she was mean standing in a window. She was
1: standing in the window, uh, and
0: how do you stand in a window? What she you- was
1: standing at the window, what and she mean? was looking out the window. And he walked in the door, and it was dark, and all you could see was her silhouette with the nighttime lights coming through the window.
0: The interrogation room has a window. Yes,
1: it does. That's what's so ridiculous about this. Oh my
0: God! See, I, I honestly, it had looked a like a door. Key she Different was not it's the interpretation of what was going on because
1: no, she was not standing at a door even though it looked like a door she was standing at the window and she was looking out and he comes in half dressed as kabuki man and she's like let me explain something to you it was my grandfather he passed the kabuki man into you <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like okay
0: yeah there's like a <laughs> She actually explains the entire thing we did in the opening about the, the the planets and the and the dragon. Can I say it again? Sure, go I, for it. I
1: really I appreciate this very much. I like
0: pretending that um, I know everything was said.
1: Well, I mean, also it still doesn't make any friggin' sense at all. Like none.
0: Um, it's supposed to be funny. It
1: says pretty soon the dragon will dance through the hoop of Jupiter. The monkey will ride the jaguar, and the tiger will feast on the nubile then the order of the universe will be such that the evil will reign for eternity. I don't even understand that.
0: Yeah. And he, and his response is, wow. Uh, and I thought I had a lot of things going on. Something like that. (laughs) And I think you took a really funny freeze frame of this moment because we paused it. We're like, what did you do? What is the thing that's happening? And you were like, I have to remember all this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the freeze frame you got, and I think you put it on online, I did. is perfect, because it's his fir- his first reaction to hearing that nonsense.
1: It's exactly uh, how I felt at the moment.
0: So this is their, like, oh, wow, this is their setup together. The Obviously, we're going to get to the point where these two hook up. I mean, it's very, very, very typical. It's formulaic. Any, yeah, any... Any detective movie you've ever watched where the detective goes through uh, the pieces, helps the granddaughter or the daughter, and they hook up and then they beat the bad guys. That is the fucking movie. I mean, like, in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. that's And that's what happens. But the way that that happens first is, like, they can't hook up because, of course, they don't like each other yet. And he also likes another woman who's working on the case.
1: Connie LaRosa.
0: Connie LaRosa and him <laughs> go running, and he can't run with her. And he's in a full suit with running shoes. And she's in her complete spandex outfit. And he, she goes to kiss him, and she he goes to kiss her. But she leaves him hanging, and she goes running again. And he sits down on the bench because he can't do anything. And we get narration and says, if I would have known... If I would have been a better detective, I would have known that she was working on the case and they might come for her. And so that's what happens. We we get to see that all the villains show up. And that's where you're talking about the guy who looks like a cross between Guile and Zangief from, from Street Fighter. He's this giant muscular guy with like blonde hair.
1: Yeah, he looks like, a, like Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid, but on steroids. On
0: steroids. Uh, he is huge. And is a giant bunch of just a gang of bad guys in Central Park are terrorizing this woman.
1: But in broad
0: daylight, where people are
1: sitting having picnics. Now, we know that he definitely had permission to shoot here because all of these people are in on what's going on. It seems like everyone...
0: Well, uh, I mean, I'm guessing they peppered in people that he was friends well, with. Well, they had to because... And then these... other people were just being, like, shocked. They would just get off camera. There's a lot of... If you watch these movies, there's a lot of people in the background I have no clue what's happening.
1: I, yeah, I, I... See, that's the thing. That is a, a staple with, like, the Toxic Avenger and stuff. But with this, I feel like... Okay, they seriously had to rope off an area. No, because they it. made this woman... They grabbed her. This is the cop, Connie La Rosa. They, like grabbed her all like six or seven of these goons and they tore her shirt and her breasts are hanging out and stuff like you have to have some kind of like you can't just do that in the central park i mean the the police would come and there's like people that would be freaked out genuinely freaked out or trying to help this woman like that was definitely had to be like cordoned off for that for this scene and I mean, they rape I her. I
0: don't believe for a million... I don't believe at all that they ever had to pay off a place or rope it off. I think that probably they just waited to a certain time of day, and they just surrounded this like, the scene and just filmed it.
1: I feel like that's And then
0: someone just... told all the people around, like, we're filming a movie. I don't know. I, I mean, there's I a believe. rape scene. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not really. It's just that the the top is ripped off, and she's screaming.
1: Yeah, but they're raping her. They actually said she no, got I raped. No, I
0: know, but I'm saying... in. It, it doesn't look, we're not seeing the thing, the, the rape is what I'm saying. We're seeing the outfit turn, you know, torn. We're not seeing sex. You know what I mean? That's why it makes me go, oh, that's, they didn't rope, they didn't have to rope it off. But I, I, again, this is trauma. So they probably just did it right on the fly and got, there's no second take. They're just doing besides, it besides five seconds. We
1: don't even know if that's really Central Park. It could just be a park yeah. behind Lloyd Kaufman's house. Oh,
0: I'm guessing. Yeah, honestly. It could have just... And they could have waited for like a school day where there was no one out. You True. know what I mean? And just did it, you know? Uh uh Yeah, that's what's happening. And he finally hears the screams and finally gets off his ass and goes... And by the way, he's, he found a chili dog or something. He's eating like a chili dog while this is happening. Like, he was like winded. But some reason he found a bench and like like a like a vendor and got some food in the park it's so funny it's like just where the hell did that come from well he runs after the screams and he gets jumped by the bad guys as well and they leave uh what's it Connie up on the thing I guess they had brought her up to the spot and then uh, they just left her because they all come and attack him and they're beating him and this is where we get our first full transformation. Uh, Our our main hero, Harry, turns in to Sergeant Kabuki, man. And this is where the money is, because we get an actual transformation where he like an entire blow-up thing happens around him and he gets inside of like a cocoon his
1: clothes like transform into like a big balloon and he goes inside the big balloon where he literally completes his transformation
0: yeah we watch watch every little thing like his hair changes his makeup starts coming there's some there's like little i mean there's some there's some money here there's some a little bit of an effort to try to make this look fun
1: i actually like the way he looks i mean the hair just looks like a plastic piece of something that they put on there it doesn't look like real hair but i mean i'm sure that would have been too hard to do but um yeah it's just like a plastic piece of like a headpiece that he puts on but i do like the way he looks he's wearing like this like uh striped outfit like striped cape and everything i think he, he looks cool
0: yeah it's not so bad especially since earlier in the movie you're like oh this is gonna look like shit it actually is kind of fun looking and it, it could and it could be so much more fun than it turns out to be when he starts beating up the bad guys this should be the moment like in the first toxic avenger where Toxic's just like ripping people up and it could have been like so much fun yeah here it's just again the problem that what toxic two and three had where it feels like a kid wrote all the jokes. Because they're like, Oh, what will he do? Ah, his his sandals come flying from that bench. For some reason his sandals were at the bench. I don't know why. Cause yeah, because he had a change to change
1: it his running shoes, remember?
0: And he had sandals before that, I guess. Alright. Yeah. All so they go flying in and they hit people and uh he's got a fan and he blows people into a tree. And then suddenly he has chopsticks that shoot into a guy that's filming and reverse and it just looks <laughs> terrible and uh he actually does kill one dude by stomping his head into the ground
1: yeah that was kind of toxicish. ish um that's something that he would do he but, kept um...
0: stomping his head and i was like oh he's actually killing this guy because the other guys kind of got off like okay
1: yeah they i mean they got arrested
0: two guys got blown into a tree it's like that's a far step from smashing guys head in.
1: yeah they got arrested though
0: yeah, well, and like I said, he, the whole, the people all got arrested, and they all got, like, locked up, uh, and he uh, goes to see if Connie's okay, and the cops don't recognize him, of course, but he pulls out the badge, and they're like, oh, my God, Griswold? Seriously? <laughs> um, yeah, and all the people that saw this happening are calling him a hero. Like, all the other people that are watching this, they stood by while a woman was being raped. Yeah. Uh, they now are calling him a hero that he came in and did that. And he's the hero that New York needs, is what they say.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, God. And
0: he's got... By the way... He, really. He's really. Like, <laughs> he's like the old Superman where powers just keep coming out of him. He can fly. He can jump distances. He can make weapons appear. He has a sword that comes out of nowhere at one point. Yep. So it's like random with no apparent weakness beyond his stupidity. <laughs> right? And so it's beyond so...
1: Beyond his bumblingness. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, that's his big... Him. He's his obstacle. He's got to get over himself.
2: <laughs>
0: well, Connie's put into the hospital, and because everybody's incompetent in this film... She is left alone in the hospital, and the bad guys are just like, well, we got to get rid of her. And he's like, I'm already on it. The guy, this uh, Lionheart dude, he dresses up like a doctor with his full wig still on. And he dresses like a doctor, and instead of killing her in the hospital room, he just prescribes her more morphine. And the nurse comes in and and goes, oh, okay, that seems like an unreasonable amount, but sure.
1: She's like, okay, you gotta trust the doctor. Yeah, you
0: always gotta trust the doctor, and, and she so gives her a she, horse needle, like, uh, like, yes. like something that uh, Herbert West would have on his table and reanimate her. Oh
1: Re-Animator. my god, I was thinking that the whole time too. I was like, oh my god, this is like yeah. Herbert West level stuff. It's
0: supposed to be funny. I don't. She's on a respirator, but she's a wide awake to witness this. Yeah. Uh, Connie, and she's dead.
2: Yep. So Connie's Which out sucks. of the
0: picture. Um, and the chief of police still doesn't understand. And to make things worse, uh, Reverend Snipes goes on the television and says that uh, people like this Kabuki man are the problem and that these poor, innocent people that were locked up were actually saints.
1: Yeah, all the thugs that all raped thugs. her and beat her um, and killed her, they're the ones that, that are, yeah. are the saints. Oh, it's
0: not them. They actually were set up.
1: I was like, oh, God. So this this guy, obviously, he's... I mean, he's being put, you know, probably in a chokehold by this this big, I don't know, what do you call him, crime lord? Whatever. Not Marty Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Not Terry Keiser. Not Bernie. He's you know. so little.
0: <laughs> yeah, And you know what's really weird is that he doesn't like that he does this, the Reverend, on television. Because he kicks his TV, the, the main bad guy kicks the TV because the Reverend is doing what he's doing but i was like he's helping i
1: think he was pissed off because the reverend was kind of showboating it
0: i guess so you
1: know like don't showboat you don't have to like yeah state to the world that you're helping the bad guys because pretty much everybody is on to his operation and he's you know he he does crimes
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so it's like don't draw attention to me but be on my side yeah and so like when the collection plate comes along at, uh, at church everyone's giving like rolexes yeah the and, jewelry and jewelry and like and they have like this operation going on in the back where the reverend's like you know skimming from the collection plate.
0: <laughs> so stupid,
1: <laughs> it's, so stupid. It, it's
0: like i've seen this joke a thousand times and this is like the worst i've ever seen it it just is not even funny it's just like oh okay it's not and like, that joke
1: and they keep doing the same thing every time it's like in toxic avengers same thing every time we're three movies in now and it's always the shot of the person the villain speaking to the public which is our dumbasses, and he's always surrounded by a whole like trove of like villains with him
0: yeah there's always a shitload of people behind him
1: there's always and then there's always some shit going on in the background like i said to like distract you from
0: yeah, plot. Well, big time.
1: And you can't help it because it happens in the police station so many times where people are doing like, you know, synchronized dancing in the background and just stupid crap. Like somebody was rubbing their butt cheeks against the, the uh, glass of the police detective's office and like stupid crap like that. Like, it, it's just, there's just so much distraction in this movie. I know the movie itself is a, it's one huge distraction, but... It's like one of those things where you'd rather literally be doing anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I mean, uh, the to, to try to get through the plot more to get this wrapped There's up. There's
1: more plot. Uh, I mean, I would <laughs> plot
0: is loose. Things just kind of occur. I mean, Harry's got to be taught how the ways of learning how to become Sergeant Kabuki Man and like use his powers properly, and so he's tortured by the granddaughter. What's her name again? Lotus. Lotus. But I have some good news for you. Uh, They caught the guy who killed your grandfather.
3: You fool! They do not have the one responsible for my grandfather's death.
0: How do you say that?
3: Because my grandfather was not killed by a man. His death was orchestrated by the spirit of the evil one.
0: Evil spirits? Come on now, you're a full-grown woman, all right? You just talk to me in normal English.
3: At the end of Mercury's next journey, the dragon shall dance through the hoop of Jupiter. Jupiter. If at that moment, the monkey will ride the jaguar and the tiger will feast on the nubile, the order of the universe will be such that the evil one will reign supreme for eternity. Now, do I make myself perfectly clear?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, fine, Mm mm-hmm. Uh, she is. She kind of tortures him by, like, smacking his crotch with a uh, bamboo stick and making him count rice, and it's supposed to be funny, whatever. It, 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 it turns out it doesn't work, though. He doesn't really connect with it until she says, well, I guess it's time to use American style. So she starts punching him in the face and the crotch, and then he actually starts punching her, and they have a fist fight until she finally beats him, and then that's when he makes him go, all right, I'll take this seriously. <laughs> and you know what else really works? When you beat the shit out of a woman, it usually makes love. Makes love come out of everybody. And, of course, these two fall in love from this scene.
1: I mean, do they, though?
0: Yeah, because... It's it, we, not. we get a montage of him becoming a hero, and then she's starting to be, like, into it. And then he actually uses his powers wisely, and he's able to do all this stuff. And I think he goes and flies... The Reverend up into the air and hangs him over the Empire State Building. It's so bad. He's on the rooftop of another building. And so you can see the city in the background. It looks like he's high up, but he's not that high up.
1: He's going to drop you on the needle and give you a nice strong enema or something like
0: that. Yeah, and, and you can see that he's just on wires on the top of another <laughs> building somewhere. And, and he's like hanging him and he makes him say everything on tape. About the bad guys and what they're doing. What their plans are. And he tells uh, Lotus. And he says I got it all on tape. Right here on this cassette. And this makes them want to have sex. And they do. And and, and it's it's really odd. And off putting in a movie. That's not taking itself seriously. Has a sex scene. Where these two are just going at it. Like I mean they're making out. Full tongue all over each other. It's It's crazy. It, it feels really yeah, strange like,
1: I just don't know how much she was paid for this movie but that's not enough yeah it's I, not enough whatever you were paid
0: to get her naked to no, get all that to happen it no, feels no. very strange and and uh it ends in a joke where they wrap themselves up in what looks like a, a a sushi roll and they just like are like exploding underneath I don't know what's going on and then all of a sudden he turns into himself again and he jumps out and goes okay I'm gonna go jump out the window now and fly the tape to the cops and she's like oh great
1: okay i'll just take a nap
0: <laughs> but the bad guys have now figured out that that uh oh and by the way lotus has a monkey now i should talk about this because oh my God. we haven't talked about this enough i love monkey on film
1: okay first of all his name is toyota toyota and he is a creep okay he's a creep
0: i i have a thing in, in what kind of this is a baboon
1: it is. It's the one that Shockma is.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not Shockma. And, and and anybody who hasn't seen Shockma out there, there's a killer monkey movie where a baboon is on the loose in a building and is trying to kill people playing a D and D game. And it is crazy. I, I would suggest anybody please, please, please watch the trailer for this film. And it has the funniest where they just keep going Shockma! and they keep showing the the baboon go nuts. It the has changed me. Insane. Those
1: animals are, are have changed me now because of these movies. Every wow. time I go to a zoo and I see that particular breed of like like baboon Baboons, or whatever, yeah. I, I I don't like it. Oh, I, they're scary. They scare me now.
0: Oh, uh, they're terrifying. Like you just know that they're going to destroy you if they like, want to.
1: Yeah, they have that like that low brow, you know. Of, oh yeah, yeah. And they just look pissed. Like it's like they constantly just have like resting angry face and it's just so it's off-putting and now because of that movie shockma i can't i just don't like looking at them i won't do it
0: well i love it and i can't get enough i don't know why i'm obsessed with these movies i, I they make me laugh every movie uh like any uh giant killer king kong type movies anything i love it i'll watch anything a gorilla gets loose in a city i just i'm gonna watch it it's gonna make me giggle I don't know what it is about it, but I was very excited here to get a little little guy dressed up.
1: He is so cute, though. And he was wearing a kimono. And the reason I say he's cute in this is because he didn't really have angry face too much, but also the fact that we weren't able to see his red hiney.
0: Yeah, that, that weird orange butt.
1: We don't like... The red hiney. It
0: is a. It is. It looks like a swollen ass. It's just really nasty looking.
1: It's gross to look at. I, I feel bad. I'm not putting down the animals or anything, but. <laughs> And He was covered up, thank God. Because I just love that
0: we're talking about this.
1: Red hiney has to. Uh, that's just something that my eyeballs don't enjoy.
0: How how have we gotten this many episodes in and have never talked about my weird obsession with these movies, where, where these these
1: okay.
0: these all these different primates uh, show up? And uh, you
1: have uh, an obsession with with
0: I just do apes. I don't and know what it is.
1: Monkeys and stuff. And you know what's funny though? It's like every time we like have ever gone to a zoo you don't give a shit about going don't, to see the monkeys it's
0: not that it's the movie versions of like the wild crazy movie versions of them they're always like know.
1: murderers and stuff well
0: there's even if it's like a, just a person in the suit like uh congo which is the we oh, did we talk about an episode we might have we
1: have we did so in that episode congo, congo yes. we
0: did we, we i might have talked about it a little bit how i just kind of like these movies Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't I don't know why we haven't done, dedicated a month to them because I actually thought I saw them all but I have not no. I keep finding more I keep finding more
1: cuz we have we do bad movie night and our friend Aaron she also loves the monkey movies too. So Scott and Aaron love going against each other because they pick monkey
0: movies. We always pick monkey movies as a joke to piss everybody else off. And
1: I, I feel like we have seen them all. I mean, we've seen Dunstan checks in, Mighty oh. Joe Young. We've seen
0: oh, those are easy. Yeah, well, no, those are nut ones. But no,
1: but we've seen the crazy ones too. We've seen them all.
0: Let's get back to this movie, unfortunately. And uh the only reason I brought up Toyota.
1: Yoda. <laughs>
0: is that he's like set up well uh they realize the villains realize to take over they need to go and kidnap the girl because sergeant kabuki man's only the only thing he seems to care about is the girl lotus so they're like oh let's go get her and this is one of those movies that fits that cliche that you always talk about where the villain has an obsession with dressing the woman up
1: Okay, all right, here I was gonna bring this up too. So she was naked in the bed when he left because yeah. they were just, you know, having sex. And so all of a sudden when they go in they they kidnap her, they put her in this white, like bodysuit, like negligee sheer thing. It's just it's not really super duper revealing. It's okay. No.
0: But did you notice what I noticed? Would you notice it is freezing out and I felt bad about it because everybody's breath and they're right on the waterfront? In yeah, the she's
1: naked. I,
0: I felt bad for her the whole time. I couldn't stop watching yeah. her. I was like, Someone put a jacket on. She's her. Please way put too a jacket naked,
1: way too naked for this scene. I mean, it's there's no reason for her to have that outfit on, but yeah. she's very attractive. She's really pretty, but they needed, they needed her because she's part of the well, whole.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to get into it. I just wanted to say real quick is that when, uh, uh, Griswold comes home to and gets back with her. When he goes back into the bed, it's not her, it's Lionheart. And they have a fight in the bed, the yes. sex bed, which is gross. And he rips off Lionheart's wig and finally admits that it is actually a wig. And underneath is what I would say is just a man's hair with bows in it.
1: Okay. <laughs> he has, he has like um many, I would say several actually several little tiny like pigtails in his hair it's weird but he has um like little pink um ponytail holders and stuff in his hair it's just, yeah it's not something that like you would a expect character. Yeah. to be happening under that wig and why would you hide your hair under that ridiculousness that wig was so gross. It it looked like it's been recycled from every other trauma movie. Yeah, you know it was just gross. And, uh, well, he's probably relieved he could take it off.
0: And does uh, does uh, a Kubuki, Kubuki man kill him here, Lionheart? I want to say yes, right?
1: I think he he shoots him. Doesn't he?
0: Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, He. Uh, they have a big fight or whatever, and he uh, ends up shooting him in the head while yeah. pre- while reading him his rights. He just shoots him in the head, and he slowly dies. Yeah. Um. He goes to the docks. It turns out that they even kidnapped Lotus. Uh, uh, Lotus, when they kidnapped Lotus, I mean, they even kidnapped her pet, or Toyota, because he's there with him. I don't really understand this. But this what you were about to say, is that this is where we get to reveal that the villains want they're the great evil, apparently, and they're trying to get the prophecy to happen. So they actually have a. They have got. They brought a leopard and, and a tiger.
1: So they have, yeah.
0: And they. And they it's a jaguar.
1: Find, it's a jaguar. Oh, it's a jaguar.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they also couldn't find a monkey, so they brought a lemur <laughs> to ride the jaguar.
1: But there's, there's like. I mean, you could literally go to any zoo or whatever and just kidnap a monkey.
0: Yeah, and, and they said they didn't... They, so, they, I, I guess they didn't know that Toyota was there or Toyota just got there. It's really, really strange, but... Uh, he was
1: wearing a chauffeur's hat.
0: Yeah. Yes, and...
1: <laughs> and he knows how to drive a car. And
0: he, he actually grabs a gun at one point, too. Um, uh, Griswold comes... And goes to free, you know, fights all the bad guys, of course, and tries to free Lotus, but he can't turn in, I guess he's, like, his weakness is her, and so he needs her to be okay. So she actually has to, like, kiss him to make him turn into Kabuki Man. And while this is happening, it turns out that they want the prophecy to, they, the dragon is the actual stars, and then the the, the hoop is The stars and the, the two merge. The the stars that form the dragon go through the hoop, and the main villain wants this to happen because he's waiting for the prophecy so he can become the great evil. I, okay, that's really out of nowhere, it's really. Stupidest and, plot. And uh, they're like, Oh, the oh, oh, set the tiger loose because he has to kill the nubile.
1: And nubile is actually, it turns out his Lotus. girlfriend
0: well yeah. they wanted it to be lotus they wanted to be lotus they're like the girlfriend is uh, screaming and the tiger jumps on this actress
1: so the the bad guy's <laughs> girlfriend does. who is one of the crazy women that we were talking about in the beginning where like he always has like one of these crazy crazy girls just screaming and carrying on for no reason she's that person yeah and so the tiger actually i feel like this was happening
0: there's a mauling scene and yeah. it's really this movie is really bad with the stuff with we, we didn't talk about those like characters that are on fire and scenes yeah. but like it's so bad that even if it's a cool effect and it's like wow it's shocking that there's a tiger mauling a person it doesn't really matter when you look at the ground and you can see that they're on pads or on a a pile to catch fake blood or or, or when a person's yeah. on fire you can see the thing that they're gonna go jump on to make sure that they go out you know it's stuff like that in this movie that it just every shot looks like shit like it's like even if it's cool you can see the ropes you can see the pulley system you can see the you know it just mm-hmm. looks so cheap and that's how it is with a car incident uh i think we skipped over it oh we skipped over a whole thing where he uh I forgot all about it. But it, the clown? He became a clown. Okay. I, and it doesn't make any sense you know, to us whatsoever. I
1: don't even... I, I, there's no way to talk about this scene because it makes no sense, just like the rest of the movie. But at one point, he's battling henchmen. And he turns... Instead of turning into Kabuki Man, he turns into a clown in this ridiculous, oversized, poofy clown suit that he cannot possibly move in. Um, that changes from scene to scene because of the stunt person, obviously.
0: And that's where the famous car crash happens. And
1: that's when the famous car crash happens. But, like, there's literally no way to describe the scene. I mean, he's running through a kid's party, oh, and they just I- happen to ironically be waiting for their entertainer to show up at the party which is a clown that the mother hired so he's seen running up to this party and all the henchmen are running after him they take out their machine guns and start firing into a sea of children nobody gets hurt not one no i was like okay i'm glad they didn't go there however why did you go here
0: it's, it's, yeah. what
1: is the reasoning?
0: I know, either it go or don't go to it. Yeah, it like, was
1: just filler. It was like he had to fill 10 minutes of time. I
0: guess so, or he thought it was really funny. It, but it's, what's
1: funny, it's nonsensical. You don't even explain how he's turning into a clown. So, does this mean he can turn into anything he wants to?
0: I know, is he that powerful? Is he, like, freakazoid? I, I, I'm not really understanding it either.
1: It made no sense. It doesn't make
0: any sense. That's why I didn't bring it up, because it, it actually... We were so baffled by it, we didn't know what was happening. And I guess it's one of the big moments, but it's not really. That's why he learns to become Kabuki-Man. But the, the main thing we have to talk about is that during the uh, ritual, it's not supposed to happen, it's not supposed to work, because the the now that the lion, or the tiger, or whatever it was... Ate the girl. That part of the prophecy is done, and now the funniest part is Toyota. He gets into a Jaguar car and starts driving it, and they're like, "Oh, he is the the the, the monkey is driving the
1: he's riding, riding the, jaguar. the Jaguar."
0: And they're like, "Stop riding it, Toyota!" And so she's got to run over and she's got to grab she's him out like, of there. Get
2: out of the car.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it's successful enough because the prophecy works, and now the villain, the main villain. His overacting gets insane, but what's even better is he goes through an entire metamorphosis.
1: He looks like a booger.
0: He turns into, like, all these different things. He goes into a bug form, and then the bug form becomes this giant monster guy. It it goes on for a while, and it is the craziest shit. It comes out of nowhere, and it's pointless. At the very end, the transformation, his final form, is, like, of a person who has, for hands, two heads. One of them seems to be Hitler's head. It did look like that. I didn't understand that. And then he has a insect pickle-like penis that's coming out of his pants.
1: Yeah, that was a little weird. I mean, aside from the whole entire thing being yeah. weird. But also, I feel like... The uses the the use of color is always the same palette. Like he, they must have had some toxic sludge left over from the Toxic Avenger, and so they just used that to turn this guy into like this slimy green thing, because that's what he looked like. He he just looked like a he looked like a really wet pickle.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it, <laughs> it, it, it it's so weird because it comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, this was the plot. He just wanted to prophecy. He wants to become the great evil, and then, to, um. I wanted to say Toxie, but uh, Griswold uh, can't turn into Kabuki Man in time. Well, he can because she starts kissing him and they make out and he becomes Kabuki. He's got his power back, he becomes Sergeant Kabuki Man, runs at the bad guy, and he thinks there's going to be a giant fight and they used it, They did this prosthetic for a reason. No, they just kind of like grab each other's shoulders for a second and then there's an explosion. And
1: I'm and like, wait, how? You think
0: that Griswold died? But then he just, like, comes out.
1: But, okay, first of all, what was the... Ex- who caused the explosion? What caused the explosion? I don't
0: really understand. They, like, he, like, it, like, stopped the transformation, the full form, and beat the evil one?
1: Well, so then does that mean that there was, like, a uh, like a clash of power, and uh, that's what caused the explosion? I guess. Because there's nothing that would have caused that to happen, like, at all. Um, they just exploded. Yeah, they just... And the wet pickle's dead, but Kabuki Man gets to live, and he's fine. And he's
0: fine, and he's Sergeant Kabuki Man, he's got his powers. He doesn't lose anything, and he walks off into the sunset with a girl, and the girl's like, so what do you want to do now? Now that you can do anything you want? And they're like, oh, you're... Because I guess he got fired as a cop, but then they reinstated him in the last moment, and they said, you're reinstated, but you're on vacation. Have fun. So stupid. And then he walks off into the sunset with her, and she's like, what do you want to do now? You can do anything you want. And he goes, I think I'm going to go and sit down for a little while. <laughs> it's like, you think they would say something fun or, like, something okay. romantic to each other. Not, not anything. And it's, like, the end of the movie. That's it.
2: it.
1: It's just so stupid. Yeah. Like, there is, I mean, I'm struggling. But you know what? I got to tell you something. I, I'm not struggling as much as I did in the last Toxic Avenger.
0: This was close, uh, uh,
1: but I didn't struggle as much. I yeah. will say that. But can I just say that um, I?
0: Oh, are we doing ours first, and then that, or are we? Gonna yeah, be- I,
1: I don't, I don't think that this movie was as bad as Toxic Avenger three. I, I don't, I don't think that. So, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a two.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I did not like this movie very much. I think it was it it had some moments. There was a past there was a, a moment there where I thought this was gonna be a lot of fun. And then it died quick. And there wasn't really much to it at all. There's not anything that there's nothing worthy of talking about. That's why we're rushing through the plot and scatterbraining it because it's not that great, you know?
1: No, I mean it so you're gonna give it a two as well? Yes. Okay, and that brings us to our segment why we can't have nice things. So this is where I show you the two extremes of online reviews and how the internet destroys a movie rating system. So I'm gonna say a one star review that's on IMDB and then a 10 star review that's on IMDB. So this is the 10 star review Kabuki Manson. This is by BJ Arrow. Okay. Harry is a clumsy New York cop who one night decides to go to the theater and watch kabuki Suddenly, guys with machine guns start shooting at the actors on stage and kills the oldest kabuki actor. This is the best trauma movie that I have ever seen. Lloyd Kaufman is one of the coolest directors ever. Funny, violent, and silly. It's full of makeup, kimonos, blood, worms, and crazy villains. It also has a funny soundtrack. I saw it on the new DVD release, which has a lot of extra features. If you love trauma movies, you will love this one. I give it a 10 out of 10. Yes god now i shortened god this review a smidge because in the they he just goes on
0: to tell plot yes yeah, so he does a, a synopsis um
1: yeah so that's that's a 10 out of 10 from user bj arrow yeah which that's, that's a that's, that's a harsh sounds... reality
0: for that to be a 10 yeah, yeah. but um, like i said there is uh there is a base of people who love the cult stat like cult movies more than they do the movies that some people call Oh, uh, the Academy Award movies, the nominated movies, those art ones. I get that. Like, there's a there's a group that love that, and we there's a place for that. But when you go 10, I mean, you, I know that this person has seen movies that they like more. Right. That's what fucking pisses me off.
1: Yeah, it, it makes us annoyed because, like, I mean, you know how to rate a movie. I mean, you take something, like, that's amazing, like, say, like, Schindler's List, and then you compare it to this movie... Uh, I I don't understand. Like, what would you give Schindler's List as a rating? You know, like if yeah. you're giving this a ten.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like
1: I I, I just want to know.
0: Uh, no, nobody in a million years ever th- thought they would hear the words Schindler's List and Sergeant Kabuki yeah, <laughs> I'm in the Just same making sentence. an example
1: here. I, <laughs> I, mean, know, I know. An example that would definitely you would understand. You know, it's yeah. like or Jaws or that's you know, what I'm saying. Something yeah, amazing. something
0: that's a great. But yeah.
1: the Wizard of Oz. It, it's just. I, I, I'm not comparing the two movies, but I'm just saying well, as, as like a review.
0: You kind of have to. If you're going to review something, you have to always put the movie that you've seen that is your favorite of all time. This is the thing that you just know is the great. You can't put them in the same category. I, I've never understood why people do that. It always confused me. Yeah, I I, I, I can't either. wait to hear an, a one. Because I want to know if this person can sway me.
1: Okay. Well, here you go. This is a one out of ten, and it's titled Disappointment Man. This is by user Tallwood13. Skip the first hour of this movie. Almost nothing happens. The first kabuki scene is embarrassing. The clown scene is stretched out and wasn't funny then and isn't now. The main character is so boring and unlikable, like a dollar store version of Kurt Russell. Every line Harry says is like brainless banter in this Yogi Bear sounding voice. I was not expecting a high budget samurai film at all. I knew what I was getting myself into as this is the fourth or sixth trauma film I've seen. This was just painful to watch and I love so bad they're good movies. I'm sure millennials today would find reasons to try and get this cancelled. It came off as a childish came off as childish with brain dead humor, I wish it was more violent, and the bad guy was much worse. This story is just awful and poorly executed. It's like in one movie, how I said it would be like some little kid mashing toys together in his backyard, improvising as he goes. The actress who did Lotus, the actress who did Lotus, (laughs) not played Lotus, but did Lotus, has good chemistry with Harry and is quite pretty. Not supermodel hot, but she could have been in better movies. There was a weird sex scene with Harry that Tommy Wiseau should have taken tips from. The special effects were good for its time and budget, not Terminator 2 or so around that era good, but better than expected. My big concern is the movie is trying too hard to be silly, not funny, silly. Unlike Toxic Avenger 1, where there is plot and character development, there is none here. You'd have to be on serious drugs to enjoy this.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get everything he's saying. I mean, he's touching on some stuff that is very true i uh, i i mean there is some stuff like the sex scene is awkward and is weird and the jokes don't land and it's not that funny and it you know that that two kind of connect you know there are, there are little bits here and there that kind of work mm-hmm. and there and there's all there's always almost a touch of something great that is never explored or there's no, like it's like they had an idea of something funny and something unique and yeah. they just squandered it
1: um, so they got maybe I would say two or three little giggles out of yeah, me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I like I said, the actress playing Lotus isn't that bad. She's actually trying, and she's she's acting like she is in a real movie.
1: I know I kind of feel bad for her because yeah. she she kind of she kind of brought it. You know, she she did her job.
0: She did her job better than she ever needed to. I'll say that much. That's true. I, they could have just so easily got that actress from. Uh, uh, Toxie 2 oh, where God. Uh, there's drugs in the cocaine you know uh, something like that it's really really bad uh, Um, yeah so let's there's move on there's drugs
1: from... in the cocaine
0: oh is that what I said what did she say she said oh
1: there's, there's drugs oh, there's cocaine in the fish there's like cocaine that. in the fish <laughs> there's drugs in the cocaine there's drugs in the cocaine <laughs> that's when you know Scott has reached his I'm very tired and I don't want to do this anymore
0: um <laughs> I always want to do this. Uh, uh, okay, so let's finalize this on the main question here that we always ask: Is this the worst movie ever made? No, no. Um, it's close. It's 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 close to being at the bottom. But where would we rank this on the movies that we've done so far? Oh. Because we we definitely know this is probably in the top five, right?
1: Yeah, this movie was bad.
0: Yeah, since we started doing the list of the worst movies, is this we both have said. This isn't a one, so it doesn't beat our top two, which is now Toxie three, yes, and more combat annihilation. But is this worse than Toxie two? Yes, I think so too. There's, yes, it is. There are some things about Toxie two that, are, even though Toxie two is not that good, no, it's not. But think it's I
1: have moments in it. So yeah, it is. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna
0: because I was gonna say, how does every movie get worse? Since The Christmas Tree. <laughs> and isn't that mind-blowing The Christmas Tree is outlasting these movies?
2: If
1: you haven't watched our Christ- or listened to our Christmas Tree episode, you have to. And I, I swear I would not recommend um, these movies that we're watching. But that one, I just feel like has to be seen to be believed.
0: It's fast, too. It's so quick. It's, so, it's like you 30 watch, minutes. It, it's 40 minutes, and it feels yeah. like it goes by in 10. It's just like what? Yeah, huh?
1: it's so quick. You just—it's on YouTube, uh, I think. Uh, yes,
0: it's free on YouTube, and almost all these movies are the—the the ones that are hitting this bottom. They're all free on YouTube right now. Uh, that movie's starting to look better and better. Every movie we've done recently, so it's this is crazy. I can't imagine next week.
1: Okay, please. I just—I
0: can't ne- imagine next week. We're
1: just going down in flames yeah. here. We,
0: in in January, we have three movies in our top five of the worst movies we've seen since ah. we've started doing it already. That's crazy. We have Toxie or number three at number one of the worst movies that we've done. And now we have Sergeant and Man and Toxie two as number three and four. That's crazy.
1: Oh God. All right. So here's the thing I'm going to tell you, I am not going into toxic Avenger four with a good attitude at all, so that's a that's yeah, already not a good situation right
0: now. I the only the only hope is I think that James Gunn might have worked on it with him. I, I I'm hoping that is the case. We'll see. <sighs> I, uh,
1: is that going to change things? Well,
0: he could. He could have had some influence in making it crazier, like he did with Tromeo and Juliet, oh, just making okay. kind of like that old what people want from these films, like that. That one star review said no violence, not enough violence, and stuff like that, because the series is are kind of known for it. And you kind of want it, yeah,
1: you expect it, you expect They're it. So it.
0: I'm thinking that this movie might go back to that. But that being said, I think it came out in the later. I don't know if it's the late 90s or the early 2000s. I have no idea. But that could be the make or break there.
1: Well, okay. I I mean, I will say that even though I did really like Toxic Avenger 1, and I'm still very happy that you purchased this DVD box set, (laughs) but I will say I got ripped off on Amazon for my $3.99 purchase of Sergeant (laughs) Kabuki Man. I am highly disappointed.
0: You didn't even you didn't even feel it when you got it. You're like, oh yeah, I want this.
1: You know, because some, I just have those impulses, and I see something cheap. I'm like, oh, and I've always wanted to see it. So I'm like, all right, let me just buy this. And we've had it like for two years or whatever. It's just been sitting there. It's
0: been sitting there waiting for and, us, and know, it's for good reason.
1: Good reason. Good reason.
0: All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week, we are doing the last one, the last Toxie movie, and. <sighs> God knows. Give it. Wish us luck, okay? Just wish us <laughs> luck, and maybe in February, maybe we'll find something better. Who Who knows? I'm
1: telling you, I, I'm going to need copious amounts of alcohol for the last one. I uh, I, I just need to. I'm
0: terrified. I'm terrified.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening. Hit us on social media at uh, Just Another Movie Night and on uh, Instagram, anyways, and also Joe at the Crafty Misfit on Instagram uh we'd love to hear your input we thank you for listening and we hope you have a good one bye but but nothing that's it the case is closed this is the part where you leave griswold
3: sergeant griswold i do not have much time so i'll be brief a regrettable twist of fate has chosen you as a recipient of amazing supermortal powers that have been passed down through generations of Kabuki actors in my family. Please, consume the banquet of joining in honor of your benefactors. What? Eat. All right, that's it. I
2: am out of here.